Well, we're continuing with Ephesians. We're in chapter 6, and uh, we're going to be talking, <laughs> continuing on family, but this time it starts out talking about children. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. The promise is that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let's look at that for just a minute. Children, obey. Now this is using a term that we would call um, toddlers. The young uh, children that are growing from their toddler age up through uh, they would consider age 12 obey your parents um, and that is not just attitude which children are to be submissive to their parents and attitude but you can be submissive in attitude and may not obey. Or you can obey and have a non-submissive attitude. And that would be an abuse of submission. We're not obeying, not following through in your action and doing what is uh, asked and suggested and even required of you by your parents, um, that non-submissive and non-obedience breaks this first commandment with a promise. And that commandment is obey your parents and the Lord. Now, if your parents are asking you to uh, violate something of of the Lord and uh, His Word and truth and your conscience, uh, you're not to obey that, but you have to be submissive in your attitude and take the punishment that would be required. It's said, for this is the proper thing that fun- works with all of these relationships. Honor your father and mother. You give honor to whom honor is due, is another part of the scripture. You uh, give respect, again, to their position and to their roles. And as an individual, if they're functioning the way God's designed them, called them, and they're receiving from Him, then they will also earn that honor and that respect. And 
as we're all children, so we all have to go through this process of going from babies to toddlers to, um, I guess we call them tweens and then teens, but we go through this growing up process and become responsible adults and mature and well-functioning. And as we do that, it is well with us. I mean, our lives, things go well, our bodies go well, life goes well. Uh, There is blessing and provision that happens. And we live long on the earth. We have long life to fulfill all that God has planned for us. And then, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Again, our role as a father... (coughs) And our function there isn't to just uh, make them do everything that comes to our mind and every little idea we have. We're not to be brutes and brutal. Uh, We're not to be uh, disparaging to them. We're not to uh, cause them to uh, be fearful and full of anxiety and insecure, just the opposite. We're not to provoke them to anger. Well, how do we provoke? Well, by by intimidating, by being demanding, by not understanding, by not training and instructing and correcting our training. <laughs> and the, the whole plan is to make them bloom and become successful and fulfill all of the potential that God has in their lives that he's entrusted with us, but they belong to him. And so, fathers, do not live in such a way and be demanding and demeaning and uncaring and unthoughtful and selfish so that you stimulate, provoke anger, secondary uh, emotional response of anger. First one is fear. So if we're causing fear and intimidation, Uh, anxiety, insecurity, and anger uh, begins to respond. Uh Uh-oh, we're not bringing them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. His training and his instruction is good. He said uh, his yoke is easy. His yoke is light. His Uh, training is goodness and mercy. So, verse 5, Slaves, 
guess what? It's a word for bondservant. All of us fit this category. We're all servants to someone. We're to be to the Lord. Servants, be, be obedient to those who are your uh, masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. So, uh, are you an employer? Well, you're a servant of your business. You're a servant of other businesses that you're interacting with. You're a servant and uh, to government entities. Are you an employee? Then you're a servant to your uh, employer and to the business, to the profession that you're a part of. And uh, you and I are to be obedient to those who are in charge in a, in a role that have responsibilities uh, above us, for us, and for many others. And this is talking about in the fleshly realm. And it said we're to be functioning obediently, responding also with a submissive heart. And we do that with fear and trembling, the word there, with reverence, (laughs) with reverence and it has an effect upon us so that uh, it should make us tremble whether we're showing that reverence uh, because uh, we do that of our, from our heart to Christ. So our obedience to the uh, master in the flesh, whoever it may be, is actually we're seeing Christ as the one who is in that position. And we're responding to his authority and his life that flows through that to us. And he said, we don't do this by way of eye service or just, it looks good. And we don't do it as men pleasers just so we want to make them pleased but no, we do it as bond servants, those who are laying down their lives for the benefit of Christ, as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from our heart. Well, the word there is soul. So up here in verse 5, it's insincerity of our heart, and that is talking about our the heart of who we are, our spiritual being, uh, loving God with all our heart. But now, we're not just doing it in sincerity to Christ, in our heart and from our heart and out of our heart spiritually. We're now carrying it out with our soul, our mind, will, and emotion, and displaying it in our body. Uh, and we do it 
with goodwill, in verse 7, rendering service as to the Lord and not to men. So our actions are rendering service with goodwill. And we're doing it as unto the Lord and for his benefit because of who he is to us and what he's provided, how life is flowing and his purpose. We're here as his bondservants subject to him in everything and our lives are not our own. They belong to him. And wherever we are, he's going to use it to bring glory to his name. So, in verse 8, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether we're a slave or free. That means whether I'm uh, an employee or an employer, whether I'm uh, a self-employed or whether I'm in a corporation or a company. Now, in verse 8, though, each one, you know, whatever good thing each one does, hey, I think I remember uh, Jesus saying, uh, you know, it's more blessed to give than receive. And he also said, give and it'll be given unto you. Pour back into your bosom, overflowing. So, this is exactly the same um, context here that it's talking about. Then in verse 9, Masters, you who have responsibilities uh, over others, do the same thing to them. You know, do the same thing to them. (laughs) Giving what is good. And give up threatening You don't threaten. Um, That's not leading. That's not serving. That's not the position I have is, is to lead. Then that means that I, to lead means to uh, give more. He who is leader of all shall be servant of all. So to lead is to serve more. And we give up threatening or demanding or, again, using fear as a motivator because their master, their real Lord and master and ours is in heaven. (laughs) And there's no partiality with him. We'll all be responding and accountable to him for whatever our roles and positions are in whatever relationships, in whatever business we're in, whatever family, whatever uh, body of Christ relationships, uh, he's the one who's ultimately in charge when he is taking account and will give account. Well, let's look at verse 10. And this now is the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Now, in this, it says, finally, 
be empowered. doesn't say, now finally, buck up and make yourself strong. No, it says, be empowered and enabled in the Lord. And that term also is through the Lord and by the Lord. And in the uh, fulfilling, ruling control and the strength of his might, that strength is uh, the control, the ruling control of his might, his uh, power. So we can be empowered and enabled through his ruling control and through his potent power. And we're able then to put on the full armor of God in order that we may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil or wiles of the devil. That basically, that scheme or wile means it's a particular method that has been developed that the enemy has to do his will and his purpose in uh, having control over your life or my life, over our family life. He has a uh, method that he is working at and he has a system and he has workers that are carrying this out and it also has has a, a component that scheme means something that's hidden as a trap and a snare but it's a it's a method that he always uses but it's of the devil you know stand firm against these schemes and these methods that he has worked out and snares that he has hidden and he's behind them and control of them and developing them and uh, putting them out into our lives. And then said, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. He said, you and I need to understand this. We're not battling with one another. We're not battling with other people. Not really. That's not, <laughs> they're not the enemy. But the battle, the struggle, is against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spirituals of wickedness in heavenly places. Again, the methods that Satan is using to deceive, to kill, and destroy the way he is ensnaring and entrapping the way he's deceiving the way he uses the world and it's all of its systems here he uses the flesh and it's only fleshly desires he uses every temptation and he manipulates circumstances situations trying to appeal to the soul and body to respond and react without 
our heart and our spirit and the spirit of Christ being in control. And yet, that can be. If we've been born again, we've received his life in us, we can yield and receive. We can, again, follow after him, denying the soul, the self, daily, taking up the cross, which means not my will, but his, and receiving his life, his power, I can be empowered, enabled by him, by his ruling control and his power, innate power within me that he imparts. Therefore, verse 13, take up the full armor. So God... (laughs) God has armor for us. And guess what? It's him. He is our armor. He is our light. He is our life. He is our strength. Take up that armor. You and I have to take it up. It's provided. He's provided it. He's provided himself. He's poured out his life to us. Holy Spirit is imparted. He's alive within us. If we've been born again, if we've uh, asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit, His enabling power is there to work within us and through us. But you and I have to appropriate it. We have to take it up. And it's the full armor. And that enables us to resist in the evil day (laughs) that means in the particular points in time that Satan's plans his schemes are trying to happen we can resist those not be ensnared by them bystep them go around them remove ourselves from them and having done everything that we need to do in the Lord, we're able to stand firm. We're not be moved. We're immovable on Jesus Christ the rock. And we stand firm, therefore, having girded our loins with truth. He is the truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness. He is our righteousness. Having shod our feet with the preparation of the good news of peace. He is our peace. So, we're able to put those on each day and incorporate afresh and anew. Oh, it's not my will, but yours. I yield to you. I receive. Thank you, Lord. I am not going to allow the soul and the body to be in control. And uh, all of the stuff that it tells me that it's trying to get me to function in fear out of, to react to, and to react to other people, those are lies. I'm not going to accept it. not going to believe it. Uh, what does your word say, Lord? What do your words say to me? What's the rhema 
that you're wanting to impart to me. I know you, we, can, we can read his written word. We need to. Uh, the logos of God is revealed in, in Christ, but he speaks specifically to us and then takes that word and enlivens it within us. And life begins to spring forth. We're empowered, filled with his grace and his strength and his ruling control of power within us. In addition to all of this, we're able to take up the shield of faith. He's our faith. It's not our faith, it's his. You know, he imparts faith to us. And it's a gift and it'll grow as we uh, respond to it, feed it uh, with the word of faith and water it with the water of uh, the Holy Spirit's life and power. So that shield of faith, and we're able to extinguish all of the flaming missiles of the evil one. Satan is shooting things at us. We don't many times see it don't hear it, but he has these schemes, he gets us in these places, and bam, he begins to shoot this uh, fiery dart, or this arrow at us, but in Christ, as we're responding to him, and not uh, responding and living out of our soul life, but our, our life in him and his spirit in us, we're able to take that shield of faith, he says, uh, do this. And we say, why? No. We say, yes, sir. We do that. Oh, wow. Uh, that just missed me. Amazing. Oh, that, uh, I'm saved from that. I didn't experience that. There's so many things that God does that he is actually guiding and directing us through the labyrinth that the enemy has set up to try to ensnare us but Christ in us, the hope of glory, conquers them all. And having shod, well, and we take up the, those fiery darts of the enemy are extinguished through that faith, and we take the helmet of salvation. He is our salvation. Again, we could talk about how different parts of this uh, full armor cover different parts, like in the body, of the head, the heart, uh, the uh, reproductive uh, part of the body, the feet, preparation of peace. Uh, that's what we stand on. If, we're, if we don't have peace, uh, then we're unstable. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the very Word of God. So you and I have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. One, it's Jesus. As He was revealed, and as He is spoken, and as the Scriptures declare, but also He is the speaking God. He is continuing to speak and direct. He ramas us by the Holy Spirit and 
the written word, and he is the bread of heaven that has come down, that is living, the living word. So in 18, and it said, with all prayer. Now, how does this sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, work? Well, works in our mouth. <laughs> With all prayer. That word for prayer there means uh, the lesser speaking to the superior and requesting uh, the supplies that are needed. Or as the captain talking to the general said, General, what, what are your orders? Yes, sir. Well, uh, we, we need this to fulfill that. The general said, yes, you do. Let me requisition you. That's there. That's, that's there. Yes. With all prayer. And that is a term for in all situations and circumstances, uh, in all seasons. It's, it's an unusual word that means at all seasons and times and occasions. Always prayer with whatever you need. You and I get to the Word of God. We, need to, we get to speak it back to the Father. His promises, and we say, "He said, my my uh, word is yes and amen. My promises are yes and amen to you." And then it says, "And petitions." Well, that's a word for uh, requests for self, and with all of our own requests, again we're speaking them and talking to him about. It. And then it says, "Pray at all times." And it, again, it's a word for speak to him at all times in the Holy Spirit. Wow. At all times, all occasions, all opportunities. Speak to him. Pray in the Spirit. <clears throat> and that means uh, in the Holy Spirit, in our spirit, praying, as it talks about in Romans 8. And with this in view, be on the alert with all person. Continue to be uh, observant and on the alert. Why? Because of the plans of the devil that he has. And the, it's not flesh and blood we're dealing with. And petition. Again, prayer and speaking on behalf of all of the saints that you know, all of the ones that you're acquainted with and God has uh, brought to your mind and attention. And again, pray, he said, and pray on my behalf. Paul said, by the way, me. You know, use the sword of the Spirit for my benefit in order that utterance, God's, <laughs> God's empowering utterance of God's word in and through Paul may be given to me in opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mysteries of the gospel, the things that are hidden that he wants to be revealed. And who does he wants to reveal those to? 
those who are blind and deaf and lost and ensnared. And this word, this rhema word, can break that yoke, open the eyes of their heart, let them see. He said, for which I am an ambassador of Christ, one called to represent him, but so are we. We are all ambassadors of his, called to represent him. He said, I'm an ambassador, but in chains. So he was literally chained up at this point in time in Rome. I'm an ambassador in chains. See, but I'm still representing Christ. In order that in proclaiming, again, here it is, the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God in His mouth, proclaim it, I may speak boldly as I ought to, as it's proper to speak this truth. But that you also may know about my circumstances, now I am doing, how I am doing, Tithicus, the beloved brother, and a faithful minister and servant, fellow servant and minister of the Lord, to me, in the Lord, will make everything known to you. Because he said, I have sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know about us, and that he may Comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren. Love with faith. (laughs) From God, not faith of our own. And not our own human love, but that's again agape love. From God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you, all those who love our Lord Jesus Christ, with a love incorruptible. Wow. Paul has a great way of trying to get us to see that uh, prayer is so important. And it's, <laughs> it is actually part of the battle strategy that God has in mind. And it's connected with faith. And it's connected with Uh, peace and it's connected with the battle strategy and dealing with the enemy Uh, I don't need to go do hand to hand combat with the enemy until God has opened the door and he says this is what you do here's what you say here's how you do it and he said don't proceed ahead of me don't uh, Forget to receive all that you need. Come, ask me, petition me. He said, make this request. And uh, what do you need to deal with this? Let me tell you. You don't even know what to ask for. I'll tell you. Well, uh, God bless you as you spend time in Ephesians. Uh, You can go back to it time and time again. And God will impart life to you and use it uh, to give revelation to you about where you are and what he's doing in your life. God bless.